Welcome to the Audio Excursion. Well, thanks for joining me again today. This is David Bianco on the Safe and Sound Texas Audio Excursion Vinyl Community Podcast. Going back in the archives, I found this one, and it really is an interesting topic. Because we all love music so much, it really strikes me when we have scenarios like this where music can intersect helping those who need help, whether it's the elderly or, in this case, those with special needs, music has a special place. And so I found some folks here locally in the Dallas area who have committed their time and effort and love toward those children and those young adults who need help. And these stimulations that they receive related to music enhance their lives tremendously. So let me share with you this interview that I did called Spin the Spectrum. So today's audio excursion isn't going to take us very far out of the Dallas-Fort Worth, Texas area where I live, because the topic actually started right here. So here's the riddle of the day. What do you get when you mix a speech-language pathologist and a disc jockey? I don't know. Huh. Well, we're going to find out next here on the Safe and Sound Texas Audio Excursion. I want to introduce uh, Jay, who's known as Jay Clip, as a DJ, and Courtney Willis, who is, uh, uh, what's your actual title, Courtney? Uh, I'm Courtney Willis. Uh, I'm a speech-language pathologist. Speech-language pathologist. Okay, great. Well, you might wonder why I'm having folks that are speech-language pathologists on the on the channel, but this is really an interesting story of uh, that I discovered through a local television station had a, had a uh, video and a story online that I caught, and it really got my attention because uh, a lot of us here in uh, the vinyl community, especially, are, are really drawn to music. I did a video here about a month or month and a half ago about how music impacts our brains and how we can recall things so well, and really the way the neuroscience a bit of of music and how it interacts with people. And here we have a situation where they're actually taking people and, and literally pulling them out of their shells somewhat, I would say, uh, is kind of the way I see it. But uh, And so I guess my first question is, how did you two meet and uh, you know where did this journey start? All right, well, well, uh, I'll, I'll let you take it, ladies first. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, um, you know, Jay and I had been friends for a long time. And, um, and then, you know, he and my husband were friends, uh, I guess when they first moved to Dallas and, um, and then we, we went to Africa together for world autism day. In fact, um, you know, I was just finishing graduate school and I guess you had got the offer to, you know, go to Africa. And I guess they asked if you knew any speech pathologists, weirdly enough. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, you know, I mean, who could I, I, I had my go to speech pathologist, you know what I'm saying? Wow. Not everybody has one. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> I was fortunate enough to have a go to speech pathologist with Courtney right here. And um, <clears throat> ironically enough, we uh, share the same birthday. So we yeah. just celebrated wow. birthdays on November 21st uh, last Monday. Belated happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, so I guess it was just, you know, the universe connecting the dots, if you will, that uh, sort of brought us together 
you know, uh, you know, put us in each other's path before we even knew why we were there. So, yeah, you know, here Gosh. we are. Wow. That is, it's a great story. So, so you attended uh, that event. What, what did you discover at that event with World Autism Day? Well, you know, my area of specialty coming out of graduate school was like social communication disorders related to autism spectrum disorders. So, I mean, it was, I was like, wow, okay, this is the perfect thing, you know, thank you. Sure. Uh, and, and so, you know, I got to give the, you know, parent talk to like 800 parents and professionals. And I think I treated like 200 kids while we were there. But I think, you know, for me, it was like, I knew that I knew I loved that. I knew that I wanted to do that no matter what. Um, and I know you've all, always done special needs stuff. but uh, I have. I mean, but, you know, even uh, with the World Autism Day situation, uh, I was there basically to uh, sort of sort of expound on what you were just talking about a few moments ago about how music, you know, can be therapeutic and how music can, you know, help you recall things learn things you know we were actually you know i was actually you know working with a dj there and you know we were playing you know sort of line dance songs for kids you know just to you know what i mean just mm -hmm. helping them learn the left from the right and you know counting and things like that so it just all sort of you know came into play like that and um yeah i'd, I'd worked with special needs individuals before but uh as a matter of fact my my first uh you know, since we're talking about what we do collectively, you know, my business is the actual Keep Spinning DJ Academy. Right. So uh, in Richardson, uh, which is not too far from where we are now, um, I have a, you know, an actual location, you know, an actual studio with turntable setups and controller setups and uh, I have a production studio as well. So, you know, I teach uh, neurotypical uh, kids and adults. You know, I'd already been teaching DJ classes you know, since 2013 with that. And, you know, my very first student under the Keep Spinning DJ Academy umbrella was a young man by the name of Nick with is with Down syndrome. He's a great friend of mine, wow. but mother did not tell me that he had Down syndrome. <laughs> so they arrived. So uh, I had to, you know, approach the way I taught him in a totally different way and sure. uh, worked out beautifully. Wow. He ended up doing uh, a DJ gig for a school at the time. He's since graduated and, you know, he's holding a job at a car dealership now. And, you know, it's just living an incredible life. And um, but, yeah, he uh, he actually, <clears throat> excuse me, um, you know, got a got a gig with his, you know, with his school. And, and you know, he was he, he went on to, you know, be good at it. You know, wow. so that kind of yeah. opened the door for me, you know, to work with um you know, neurodivergent individuals and, you know, just try my hand at it. So at that point, you know, I would always reach out to Courtney whenever someone reached out to me um, that would happen to be neurodivergent. And, um, you know, I would, you know, just have her do an interview with the parents just to, you know, kind of give me an idea of how I should approach teaching them, you know, to provide them with the best service. Sure. So it's kind of how, you know, kind of how we continue to work together, even though we didn't know it was setting us up for what we're doing now. So, yeah. Well, and then, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> now the the story that I've told a million times. Uh, <laughs> so I was watching this Netflix um, hip hop documentary thing and they were interviewing Grandmaster Flash and he was talking about how he got started DJing and he was like, well, you know, socially I was never really great. Um, I didn't really prefer, you know, 
being around, you know, a lot of people. Um, I preferred to interact with equipment and electronics more than, you know, people. People. Sure. And that was how I communicated. Yeah. And, you know, and he said, you know, being a DJ was great because it allowed me to, you know, be a part of the party. And I thought, oh, and he also said he liked repeating sounds over and over and over again. So I was like, okay, well, I do know a lot of people <laughs> that like all these same things. Um, <laughs> and so, you know, at that point, uh, I happened to be going over to Jay's house and I was like, hey, what if we combine these two, you know, why don't, why don't we do this together um, and do inclusive DJ class, you know, and of course he was, you know, thousand percent on board. Sure. Yeah. That's a, uh, yeah, it creates a very unique uh, opportunity for, you know, parents like myself where, you know, you, you know, there's things that are there, but you don't quite know how to get them facilitated. Uh, yeah. And that's, uh, that's really ironic. You know, I was a DJ in the old days when you used albums, you know, 45s and, you know, 33s. And so I, I, I have a DJ kind of background too, ironically. Yeah. Uh, but obviously it's a lot different now doing it, the technology it's uh, there, there's just so much more, but the great thing is these kids are so good at once they learn patterns and they learn things, man, they're the best workers you could ever have. Absolutely, yes. man. Yes. <laughs> yeah. They stay on task. My son works at a Chick Fil A uh, up here in Garland, and uh, and so yeah, they really you know, but they got to kind of tell them, hey, slow down a little bit, man. You just <laughs> you're, you're yes, man. That, yeah, yeah. he's machine. He's, yeah. he's on machine mode. After right, that. right, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so that's really you know, to me, that's just uh, a godsend. I don't know what else to call it. I. I always say coincidence is God's way of remaining anonymous, you know, kind of like this yeah. stuff happens. It's like, where'd that come from? I couldn't, you know, it's like you couldn't have made it happen if you tried. No, Absolutely. no, no. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's it just, that's the way those things are. So, uh, so great. So when, when you start to, mm -hmm. to deal with kids in this, in this program, and I think you probably start with some that are fairly low functioning uh, from what I read. And uh, so what, what, uh, some of the characteristics will a child have that they seem, you know, most responsive to early on when you're first getting started, what kind of clicks? Well, so here's the, you know, here's the thing, just even in general, low functioning and high functioning, it is a matter of context. You can sure. take, you know, anybody who would be considered, <clears throat> you know, low functioning and put them in a context that's perfect for them. And they're going to come off as high functioning. And really it's just how we, experience their autism is is what we're calling lower high functioning so sure. you know really wherever they are that that's where we meet them and and that's and it's always okay um and, and so really in the beginning it's just kind of figuring out what they like and what they want to do right yeah yeah and like you said uh, I, and uh, you said this in the news story so I, and i know i'm probably gonna misquote you but it doesn't matter but yeah. you when you've met one person with autism, you've only met one person with autism. That's right. Okay. Right. Yes. No, no. And, and I know when you first hear that, I mean, I knew what you meant immediately, but a lot of people would think, what did she say what she meant? You know? And it's just like, everyone is so different. And like you said, usually when, when people say high functioning, they kind of mean, well, they can talk and converse, sure, and, you know, sure. and that's generally what they mean, but you're right there are certain categories or things that some are very high functioning in beyond that, 
and and uh, and so you've got to pick it up like you said where they're at uh and and that's the uh so are, are these uh, <clears throat> these kids coming into this then uh I, I mean i'm sure the objective maybe not of all of them is to be is it to become djs or is it to just really grow in their capabilities uh in general I think there's probably a mix of of all of them. Um, and, and, you know, going back to uh, what you were talking about earlier, I think our first step is making sure that the situation for them is high functioning, that we create that right. high functioning context. Right. Perfect. Um, yeah, perfect. So, but, uh, you know, some of them, yeah, that's like, they've been their dream for their whole life is that they want to be a DJ, you know, and yeah. they're working towards that and yeah. doing a great job. Um, yeah. You know, some of them... Lord, I don't know, (laughs) (laughs) but you know, some of them, they just want to come in and have some fun. I mean, and like all of those are like, everybody's goal is a human goal, (laughs) you know, it's goal. It's a goal that people have. So, but they're engaging in a, such a new way in a fresh way uh, and a path that they probably wouldn't get to. You know, a lot of kids, they end up, you know, sitting and you know, watch video games or do whatever they do. And and those things, I mean, I just think people need a variety of, of capabilities. And uh, I think this interaction is really great. And, you know, two people that are professionals yourselves in their own right, you know, bringing this together for, for those kids is just so commendable. Uh, you know, I just think the kids... Uh, you know, it just does a special thing in your heart. It's it's really rewarding when you work with these kind of kids, uh, and yeah. Uh, and yeah, it's 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 until you experience it. I think people can't realize it's like uh, my son went to a school named Notre Dame here in in oh, Dallas yeah. area, yeah. and and uh, so you know those kids, uh, it's just a whole a whole different world. But they have so much opportunity uh, to do that, and so. So you said, so you did say you had one kid who was actually, uh, was, was doing some gigs and he's working in a regular job. And, and I'm sure that's, you have, you have many of those stories. Do you know how many, about how many kids have gone through this, uh, spin the spectrum process? Uh, I'd say about, uh, so far about, I'd say maybe about 30 kids, 30, yeah. 30. Okay. And so what's uh, the, what's the regiment or to it or how often, or how does that go? Well, we do four. Uh, we, we do the sessions in groups of four, and they are forty-five minute sessions each. And both myself and Courtney are in the session with the student. But that's and they're once a week. And they're yeah. once a week. Yeah, once and, week. I mean, and you know, for the most part, everybody ends up you know coming back and just buying groups of or you know doing groups of four for the lessons. But you know, really, we you know figure out what it is that they want to do, and then you know. I spend probably the first part of my, you know, time kind of observing them and, and seeing what supports are going to best fit their, you know, learning style. So in essence, you know, it, just like you, when you've seen one person on the spectrum, like when you've seen one of our lessons or, you know, one of our groups of, of lessons, you've just seen one because it's complete, it's totally individually tailored to each sure. student. It is. It is. Yeah. And ultimately just to, uh, kind of just piggyback off your earlier statement, we do, you know, want some of our students to become DJs. Okay, great. If if that is the goal. I mean, you know, we do have, you know, like you said, students who are working now. So we're definitely pushing to cultivate that and, you know, create, 
you know, opportunities and, you know, jobs for individuals who may be able to, you know, maintain, you know, those these situations like that. So, you know, we we definitely want to, you know, create those opportunities as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I saw on your website you had like uh, you had different kind of classes. You had inclusive DJ education, inclusive music production, uh, yeah. D, uh, a DJ education camp, uh, production camp workshops pop-up camps can you speak to how those operate yeah yeah um you know so individual lessons kind of work how we described right um the workshops we actually had um you know autism level up with uh amy lauren and you know dr jacqueline fiddy i guess at brown university they came in and uh did a consult with us um and helped us kind of work out how to you know because we we don't use a behavior management approach at all uh we, we use the emotional regulation approach. So, you know, step one is making sure that everybody's regulated and that can be difficult to do with multiple students. Um, especially because, you know, we're not at a, because, you know, Jay and I are the first people doing this in the world. It's kind of like, well, we invented this. And so, you know, it's, there's no like Oracle we can go to, to be like, Oh, how do we do this? You know, we're the, the, we have to figure out how to do it. Um, And so, you know, uh, they came in and consulted and and we kind of worked through how to keep everybody regulated. Um, And and so really, um, without getting like super technical, um, you know, the workshops, the kids uh, learn kind of a broad array of skills um, in in a, you know, sort of a cursory way, just like an overview of it. Um, and then kind of, if you want to go deeper into it, then yeah, you would need to sign up for lessons. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and we could work on what you liked individually, sure. uh, you know, camps are kind of, you know, the same format as the workshops. Um, and then, you know, everything else is, it just individualized. Um, right. we don't have any, you know, the only type of curriculum we really have is just like an outline of, you know, okay, well, this skill we can chain to this skill and, yeah. and you know, move forward in that way. Sure. But even our ability to do that is based off of what the kid is interested in, because, oh, yeah. you know, if we connect yeah. this skill to this skill with this kid and, yeah. you know, the next kid has no desire to do this next skill, then, you know, yeah. we're, we're back to the drawing board. Exactly. Yeah. You're making a specialty pizza every time. Yes, from scratch. And I mean, none of the same ingredients. Yes. Yeah, yeah, sometimes it's not even free, not even pizza sauce. Weed, you know? Yeah, <laughs> I don't like that red stuff. Anyway, yeah, it's funny when you said regulate, and I thought about you know earlier you said the classes were for kids. And some of our viewers might think four kids—that's nothing. And I'm thinking they don't understand this kind of environment. What it takes because yeah. you, you can get two kids that are like polar opposites. Oh uh, man, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, uh, I didn't. I didn't say bipolar opposites. I said no. polar. <laughs> yeah, but it's I mean, kind of yeah. I mean, it's just like any office dynamics or anything like that. There are those two ladies that undercover hate each other, you know, <laughs> so, um, you know, it's, it's all human, it, yeah. it does happen, but we just have to figure out how to manage it, uh, you know, and make it so that everybody's having a good time. Right. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the thing about it is when you, when you get the one thing about it, when you get these kids focused on a task, 
mm-hmm. a lot of boundaries go away. A lot of, they're just really, you know, all that stuff kind of melts away and they really yeah. get into that. And that's, that's the advantage in some ways with these folks versus regular people, because regular people bring all the baggage and they bring, you know, and, it, and you still could be doing something, but they're still carrying that around. Whereas yeah. once they get focused and you can get them uh, in a lane, so to speak. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it, and that's where you really start to see the magic happen. Uh, well, yeah, I mean that, and I will say, you know, Jay is just a phenomenal teacher, um, uh, just in general, Likeable, I'm sure. I can tell he's likable. Yes, yes. Um, You know, but uh, the kids really respond to, you know, and I don't know if it's, you know, we have the same birthday or whatever, but uh, (laughs) I mean, like we have certain patients in the clinic that have, uh, you know, cussed out every therapist except for me, but ironically (laughs) not him as as well. Like we're the only two people that have never been cussed out by this particular person. Um, So, you know, we both are just, we kind of have that personality where we can, you know, you can take, you know, and I always think it's ridiculous when it is the case, but you know, a kid that everybody's like afraid of or something like that, you know, just something dumb like that. Um, And, you know, if you got to put money on who's going to get along with them, I'm going to put my money on, you know, on both of us. Sure. Um, and, And so I do think kids respond to that too. You know, uh, mutual regulation exists as well. And, you know, that's a part of emotional regulation where if you have another person around you and you respond to that person, you know, they can actually help you regulate your emotions. Um, And so I think to the kids, like having two adults that know about that concept, but then, you know, that are also regulating to the kid, you know, as much as I can objectively say that, um, you know, I think that helps as well. I mean, the kids and the kids are they're they're smart, man. Yeah. Like they they are totally in tune. Like they know when when you when when an adult isn't right. Like they mm-hmm. they know it. Yeah. Like they feel it, and they, mm-hmm. they you know they don't respond well to that. And um, you know, Courtney has told me before that I have the what's called the it factor. Yep. But it's just really with me just treating people like you would want to be treated yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, how would you want someone to treat your child? How would you know? How would you want someone to treat your little brother or sister or something like that. So, you know, I wouldn't yeah. want anybody, I wouldn't want them around anyone who wouldn't have the um, amount of patience that's needed to work with some of our students. So mm-hmm. I just would rather them not be around them at all. So Sure. Yeah. Because it does until you learn the idiosyncrasies, because like my son, it's like to get him to do something. I mean, if he's listening to a song, we got to basically say, okay, after that song's finished, then but if you try to break it off in the middle oh, you're done know, just, yeah. yeah it's yeah. over you I mean, lost yeah yeah, yeah. 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 totally <laughs> yes. and they, they lack up lock up tighter than a drum man they just you know, <laughs> yeah. it's over you know yeah. uh yes. and he he started he's really into taylor swift okay here we go okay. <laughs> and yes his sister got him tickets but <laughs> but uh but uh you know so he wants to be called taylor so we're fighting this and it's like well at least it is a guy's it is a guy's name at least you know it's not like calling barbara <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, yes. you know yeah so yeah. so he it, it worked they had him change the badge and that and then he said, can you change the paycheck to say that? And they said, no. We're, 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 <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> it's like, that's a little bit of a bridge too far. We can't. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Un- Uncle Sam uh, 
Yeah. <laughs> you might run into a few technicalities yeah, with yeah, that one. Yeah. But yes. it just, you know, it just goes to show you though how how deep these things can run, you know. Yeah. And uh and uh yeah, I mean I'm and I it's taken me a long time to learn, you know, don't <laughs> Cause I've got eight kids. So I, I, I grew up, yeah. I grew up trained, you know, a certain way with all of them. And then he came along, he was my last, our last. And so it was like, Oh boy, <laughs> I think yeah. he came here to teach me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Most of the time, oh, yeah. that's what you end up feeling like. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Cause yeah, I know I've learned a lot myself in the mm-hmm. short period of time we've been doing this. I've learned a whole lot. Myself. Yeah. You so know, what, I can only imagine, you know, just being, you know, being a parent, you know, it's, it's a whole different learning curve at that point. Yeah. To the smallest things to the largest. And sometimes the, the smallest things are the largest Yes, yes <laughs> to them, are. you know, yeah. and, and it's, it's kind of like 180 degrees. Right. But, yeah. uh, but when, you know, when he, the thing is, once you get them on a pattern, once you get, once you understand that, then, you know, uh, it makes everybody's life easier at that point. That's yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. There's no that. doubt. Yeah. So what what do you see as? Uh, I mean, obviously, uh, you can only do so many. You only have so much time and so much capability to do that. Jay, I know you run a business and you have a, a business as well. Uh, is it called uh, Speech Wings Therapy? I think yeah. it's called. Yeah. Yep. It's my private so, practice. Yeah. So you have a private practice as well. So this is a, a mission of love, I think, coming out for spin the spectrum, which is so awesome to see. And I'll, I'll talk to you guys offline. I'd like to to work with you and help you out any way I can. Cause I think this is really, uh, uh, something that, uh, should be duplicated in other parts of the country where it's possible, but yeah. you guys, you guys had the right mojo right from the get go. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but, uh, but I guess, you know, you, the formula is there, the formula started, I guess. And, you know, I was going to talk to Jay about technology You know, the technology now is so advanced and so relatively easy to do compared to when I was doing DJ work and, you know, and physical records and four track tapes in the studio and all that kind of stuff. I mean, that was, uh, it wasn't, I could imagine that would be more difficult for these folks to deal with than what they have today being digitized. Yes. Well, you know, well, I too started in that same lane. Like, you know, I was, I was very, you know, young when I started, you know, probably too young to be in some of the places I was in at the time. But, <laughs> you know, hey, hey you know, yeah. we, we've grown up since Do what you got to do, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, the days of vinyl and, uh, yeah, turntables and mixers and, and having to take the amps and speakers and everything. Oh, yeah. I did that, too. Oh, uh, yeah. Did, yeah. So it's all it's all a part of it. But today, um, you know, now, I mean, obviously, you know, the I guess you could say the household name for DJs as far as software we use is called Serato. I'm sure you've you've mm-hmm. heard of it, you, you mm-hmm. know, whether you use it or not, you know, I'm sure you've you've heard of it. But um, yep. it is, um, you know, I use that and I use um, a portable controller. So the DJ controllers are just like all in one devices. Right. That you have the mixer element and then the jog wheels all right. built into one board. So, you know, I, you know, I, I, I kind of pride myself in what I do because I'm not like scaling it down or, or watering it down, you know, just because we're, you know, we have a different group of students. Sure. They use the same things that I use. They use Serato. I use Serato. 
Um, you know, so we break down all the equipment as I would for any of my neurotypical students as well. Cool. So, you know, just to get it there. I mean, but, you know, who's to say again, you know, if we have a student who comes along and then they, you know, they are, you know, interested in learning, you know, how to, you know, drop a needle on a record, then mm -hmm. I mean, hey, let's we can do that, too. Mm hmm. It's, you know, I, I don't want to limit it to anything, but, you know, I do go with what's actually easier to use, you know, sure. easy use. And, you know, what's also going to be affordable for parents should they want to purchase right. this equipment for their for their for their children. So, you know, we don't I don't, I don't you know, there are many different levels of it. I mean, you have controllers that are twenty five hundred dollars and you have the one that we use with our students is two hundred fifty dollars. Sure. So, you know, but at the same, you know, on the same rate, you know, you would get the same, you know, good quality out of both. Sure. You know. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. good. Because, I mean, it's not like they're using something from Fisher Price. The stuff they're using is the real deal. Yeah, it's uh, the real deal stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I was I was glad to see that in the videos on, on Channel 8 because I was I was wondering what you were using. And I said, yeah, that's, you know, whatever brand it is, Newmark or Audio Technica, whatever it is, you know, Pioneer. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's the, uh, it's the real deal. Cause that's, that's what they're going to run into. That's what they're going to need to use, you know? So, sure. so, um, why not, why not? It's not that they don't have the capacity to do it. Uh, yeah. I think uh, it's more, sometimes I think people have the fear they'll break something, but other than that, it's kind of like those things uh, can take a little bit of a beating I think in general. So, I think that, you know, that, that goes into, you know, you know, us, as far as, you know, them maybe even making the attempt to break something. I mean, I, you know, I, I, we haven't, you know, fortunately, you know, nothing knock on wood, we, yeah, we haven't, yeah. we, we haven't, <laughs> we haven't, we haven't seen it, you know, we haven't experienced anything like that, but yeah, I mean, nobody's, you know, but that yeah. is definitely due to us, you know, providing the mutual regulation, mm -hmm. you, know, right. you know, as well. Right. So, well, yeah. Um, yeah, so they don't even have they want they want to play with it and have fun. They don't want to take it yeah. and smack it against the wall, yeah. you know, yeah. slam it on the ground, you know. But you yeah. know, the other thing uh too is that you know, because Jay's been doing this for a really long time and he's like one of the top people in you know his field. If a kid is trying to do a skill and you know, maybe motorically it's like kind of more difficult for them to do it. Sure. He can come up with an alternative way for them to still do that because mm. he has like a, you know, this vast knowledge of all, like every possible way you could do it, even if it's like totally not traditional. And sure. you know, if you were just maybe somebody who hadn't been doing it for very long, you know, right. you'd kind of be stuck and think, well, this is the only way you can do it. Well, for him, that's not the case. Let's figure out another way. That's right. It's yeah, and again, the digital world gives you more uh, options that way than the analog world. Yeah. Uh, the analog world is, you know, it's it's a whole different deal with tape and everything. So yeah, you guys pretty, uh, straightforward. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. So what what would you say are kind of any uh, objectives you guys have in terms of uh, direction or growth or you happy where it's at or? You know, if you were to say the one thing I'd like to be able to do in the next few years is fill in the blank. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, no, we're never going to be happy where, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's okay. not, the, not our mindset. Sure. Um, you know, we definitely want to grow. 
Um, we want to train, you know, more instructors. We want to do more workshops, you know, throughout the U.S. to eventually, you know, lay the groundwork for maybe set, setting up some satellite programs. Yeah, uh, you know, we're working on kind of a, a set loose curriculum for how to do this because it's not something that you can be, un- you know, you can't just be a layman and be like, hey, I'm just going to go teach autistic kids to DJ. It doesn't work like that <laughs> at all. Like, you know, you have to have a background mm-hmm. in it and you have to kind of know what's going to work, you know, and then you have to be able to train the other people around you and they have to be the type of people that are going to listen to you yeah. <laughs> and just go off and do their own thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, it, yeah. It's, it's, it's very, it takes a certain discipline. It takes a certain care. It takes a certain tolerance, <laughs> you know, yeah. and, it, and it takes a certain uh, special type person, I think, to do that beyond the technical side. Yeah, because you're not going to get the normal reactions, responses and things that, you know, we normally would will get. So, you know, we got to know how to deal with those, obviously. Yeah, I think you just have to be able to see, you know, we have to have people that that see people and that's what they see. They don't see the behavior. They don't see uh, what's going on on the outside. They see the person, you know, underneath all that. Mm But then beyond that, you know, we want to eventually grow this to where, you know, we have more autistic people, uh, you know, it's more autistic led um, to where, you know, we're helping people book gigs and making sure that they're paid fairly and, you know, uh, have a way to support themselves. Yeah. Um, And then, you know, we also have seen, you know, just for me being a, a speech pathologist, you know, that's that's a neuroscience degree. Um, and from where I graduated, you know, the Callier Center, uh, it's a, you know, a real heavy neuroscience uh, master's degree in order to be, a, you know, come out of there as a speech pathologist. Um, and I actually got to take, you know, scientific assessment from Christine Dollahan, which was one of the people that disproved the bell curve. Mm. Um, and, and, you know, I paid attention in her class. <laughs> um, and so just from, from what I've seen, you know, out of the kids we've had, you know, I know in science, like nothing is ever like a hundred percent, you know, nothing is ever supposed to be a hundred percent, you know, and I'm just, and you're not ever supposed to see developmental leaps, you know, across all groups. And it's just, we, you know, what we're seeing with our students and, and like the areas that they're improving that neuroscience to me, uh, neuroscience wise would make sense, you know, but I would never dream that it's like, you know, it's kind of a thing where I'm like, whoa, that actually works, mm. <laughs> you know, uh, and, and, you know, they're activating all these regions of their brain motorically. And I know what those regions connect to, like reading comprehension wise and executive function wise and everything else. And then to see those areas improve um, is insane. And, you know, in fact, last week, you know, when Jay was out of town, Uh, I was at uh, a school that I go into, uh, you know, and and do speech therapy, like, you know, one day a week, I have a bunch of patients there. And there's an OT there that does the same thing. And we have a mutual student. And she came in there and she said, my God, what is going on? And I said, what, what? And she's, you know, this was our mutual student Mm -hmm. said, this is just insane. This student is can take, you know, and this is a student who, you know, prior was classified as developmentally delayed occupational therapy, you know, in terms Mm -hmm. of hand-eye coordination as it relates to occupational therapy. 
this student can now take two tennis balls and bounce them across from each other and catch them with uh. their hands and, and has progressed, you know, an insane amount in an extremely short amount of time to the point where they no longer qualify as delayed <laughs> in hand-eye coordination. And on top of that, this student has made, you know, gains in initiating socially and reading comprehension, just all these crazy areas where you just wouldn't expect something like that. And I know correlation doesn't equal causation. I do know that. But I also, because I've known the student for a very long time, I know the only extra thing that they're doing that has been added in this, you know, amount of time where this improvement has happened has been DJ classes. Mm. And I mean, I don't think that it's, it's that far-fetched that if they're doing all these different things on the controller, that that no, would there's, there, there's There's coordination between like when you're going to uh, fade from one to another and all that. That's all coordination. Yeah, and this student is you're, doing all that. Yeah, you're, trigger, you're triggering parts of their mind that have probably been, uh, I don't say dormant, but not triggered. Let's put it that way. Well, yeah, uh, that, I, nobody's probably really, you know, targeted for sure. Sure. Yeah, that makes perfect sense to me. I because, mean, because me mixing is all about you know fading and cueing and all that. I mean, yeah, OT wise, you're crossing the midline and all of that. You yeah. know, yeah. Uh, I'm telling you, I, I yeah, I no, I, I wouldn't doubt that one bit. Down to nut, uh, <laughs> you know, neuroscience wise. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that I mean that to me that makes perfect sense. But it is kind of like a it's a weird connection, like of all things, you know. But it's yeah, yeah. But it but it really does go back, like you said, to the science, the way the mind works, and you know, it really just always goes back to that. And I think that um, you know these folks have so much potential, and most times it's not tapped nearly as much as it could be. Um, and, and, uh, and I think problems is academically, a lot of times they, you know, people try to treat them academically and like they would anybody. And it's like, I say about my son, I said, it's really not that big a deal that George Washington was the first president, you know, to him, that's not really the deal here. You know, he he needs to know how to function. Yeah. Yeah, I've never gone to a job interview where they were like, label these 500 flashcards. You know, like I've never had a flashcard test on an interview. (laughs) It's not like they're going to go on Jeopardy. Okay, let's put it where it's at. It's not like. (laughs) Or, you know, approve. Right, right. No, but that's a great, really an example, a great example of that coordination that happens and uh, opening up those windows that that are within them. And, and seeing them from a perspective of just a person doing something and then the, you know, the side benefits that come from that. Uh, and, and I think that's what's so interesting is that you can't approach this in a traditional sense, these, uh, these ways, you know, and it's um, some, that's why we sent them to a school because we had first sent ours to, you know, and he went to a, a special needs program and it really, those poor, you know, I mean, they're trying to I fit us. They're trying to fit a square peg into a round hole, and, yeah. and, and it and it doesn't it doesn't help anybody. It doesn't yeah. help the other kids. It doesn't help the teacher. No. It doesn't help the special needs kid. It really is difficult, and that's why when we put them in here in this school, Notre Dame, it was like, uh, it was like they that's their deal. That's what they do. They know what matters, what doesn't, and so 
this kind of program focusing on uh, this kind of activity, whether they use it for a career or not, I think is going to broaden their skill set as a human being. And, and that is, that's I, I, obviously that's the goal because uh, I really think this is a, a, a godsend to these, these families. And I thank you for your time uh, today talking to me as well. Well, there you have it. Another example of how music can improve our world. So for now, thanks for joining me on this Vinyl Community Podcast. And we'll catch you next time on YouTube at the Safe and Sound Texas Audio Excursion. Take care, everybody. 